Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, my guest is Dave Zed. First, I have a couple of announcements. If you have a business and you want to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me. That's ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. We reach a very wide audience, and we have unbeatable pricing and advertising packages. So come check us out. Our website is ForbiddenKnowledge.news. It's the home of the Forbidden Knowledge Network. You're going to find awesome podcasts like Raised by Giants, Inception, Going Down the Rabbit Hole, many more. Forbidden Knowledge News is always available on Rockfin, Odyssey, Rumble, and all podcast platforms. Check us out on Rockfin. That's where you get our premium content. Best of all, you get all the premium content from every creator on Rockfin. You can also create a free account and get access to tons of free content, including all our regular shows. You just go to rockfin.com slash FKN plus or click the link in the description to sign up. Finally, check out our friends at C60 Purple Power. C60 may be the most powerful antioxidant known to man. I use it every day, my pets use it, and we all feel amazing together. Check them out for yourself. Click the link in the description, and you get 10% off plus free shipping. Today, I want to welcome Dave Zed. He is a researcher and host and creator of the Generation Zed podcast. Dave, welcome. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Thank you so very much for having me, and it's a, it's a pleasure and it's an honor to be here. I'm a really big fan of your show, even before I, uh, I kind of broke out doing my own thing. So I, I really want to thank you for having me, truly. Oh, man, that's an honor. It never gets uh, old hearing that. I I love that. Man, I love your show. You have been doing some extremely deep dives into a multitude of high strangeness topics. You're doing fantastic work. I tune in all the time. Uh, So there's so many things that we can get into today. And damn it, we're going to get into as many as possible. This (laughs) is going to be a perfect opportunity for a conspiracy buffet episode. This is where we run through your favorite my favorite, our favorite conspiracies, maybe some that people have, haven't even heard before. Uh, so we're going to get into some crazy shit today. Now, uh, before we get into anything, Dave, this is your first time on. Tell us more about yourself, your background, and what led you to start your research and podcast. Well, my name, well, first off, thank you so much, man. My name is uh, Dave Zed. For those not familiar, I'm the host of the Generation Zed podcast, uh, Z-E-D, available on uh, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, YouTube, and then as well as, uh, I think it's safe to say, thousands of hours of, of extra content that we can't really put out on YouTube publicly at patreon.com slash Generation Zed. And the little loophole we use there is, you know, Dropbox shareable links, and that kind of gets around the whole censorship thing. But it, with respects to how I started this, essentially, Actually, um, what happened was basically about a decade ago, I, I you know, was uh, skipping uh, skipping class in school and all that, watching Ancient Aliens, and like like many people did probably at the time, and then I kind of just put it to the side. But it was always a very pressing and prominent issue in my mind, even though it was never something that really stood out as a focal point of of. Um, of focus or intent for many many years. And then what happened was was that uh, about th- two and a half. Th- two and a half years ago when, you know, the, the whole pandemic thing started and uh, shortly before or right after uh, President Trump at the time had declared a, you know, national emergency and all that stuff. If you remember the first two, three months, everyone, and I think it's safe to say most people globally were staying home simply because, you know, no one knew what was going on and all that. And I come from a background of uh, Italian background, construction. I sort of fit that, that, you know, Italian stereotype, if you will. And I had a two, three months to not 
have to go to work. And so what I did was I very simply, I have no shame in saying it, tried to literally copy Joe Rogan. I had no intent of do it going down this path or anything like that in the sense of um, emulating Mr. Rogan pertaining to the different, you know, th- topics that he touches on and discusses. So what happened was, long story short, got myself a USB microphone with my little laptop at the time and there was no video, just audio. And I would just talk into a black screen and one episode a day, you know, 10 to 20 minutes per episode about school, this, that. And then one day I did an ep and I would get maybe... 10 views per episode, seven of them being my mother, as I've said uh, to others in the past, right? So, and maybe if I clicked refresh on a thing, that counts as a view, so who knows? Maybe, you know, but the, um, what ended up happening was I did a uh, particular episode on Project Bluebeam, and again, this was way before I even knew how to market. I didn't have any social media or anything of the sort, and then all of a sudden it got like 4,000 views, and I'm like, okay, there's something here. Then I did another one. I believe it was on um, Operation Paperclip or Blue Book, some, you know, ver- something very common amongst those that are familiar with this topic in this community. And it got like 15, 14, 1500 views. I'm like, okay, something's here. And then I took a step back about a week after that and said to myself, hold on, there seems to not be, and this is not, it's changed now the landscape compared to when I said this to myself a couple years ago, but I said to myself, when I look at the, not just the UFO UAP community, uh, whether it's Reddit, Facebook pages, you know, uh, shows, podcasts, you name it. I also looked at the high strangeness sort of paranormal fringe type realm as well. And what I did not find uh, is a particular show and maybe it's just I wasn't looking hard enough but to my knowledge I couldn't find a show that seemed to encompass a multitude of exploring and explorative ideas rather than going uh, it's either my way or the highway folks so that's basically why I sort of wanted to focus on that in terms of bringing different slices of the metaphorical pie or pizza together to, to, to sort of bring that into a conjecture of multiple ideological subscriptions that we can then use to use, again, process of elimination to, to not necessarily say, okay, you know, whatever one experiences pertaining to UFOs or paranormal events in their home, for example, it's not to say that it is one trillion percent absolutely, for example, uh, option A. But rather, it's not so much saying what it is, but using process of elimination to at least attempt to try and discern what it isn't. And so that's what I slowly started to build upon. And then from there, uh, slowly delved into doing, you know, new segments and then starting up an exclu- ex- exclusive series on the Patreon, you know, the, the live streams, the whole thing. And um, and then I kind of just kept trying to build it from there, made made many mistakes, um, messed up many times, I'd been very fortunate to have a couple videos go somewhat viral on social media and what have you and uh we're now here so essentially and let me be clear the landscape has changed there are shows that are now doing that and i'm not by any means i don't think i was the first one to do it but to my knowledge at the time a few years ago i didn't necessarily see a show that encompassed that concept of hey it's not about right or wrong let's just discuss of what could be so that's essentially the the short story of how it happened and went down yeah, man, I love it. I love it. Um, now let's start out with a bang. You kind of mentioned our um, modern global turmoil and some of the agendas surrounding that. Um, right. What are your thoughts on this? We have so many uh, people in this community. I think the the waters get very muddy very easily when people kind of jump in with some of these crazy theories. But we have been seeing lots of evidence that there are 
nefarious aspects to this vaccine, uh, to everything surrounding it, you know, to everything that happened since 2020 with COVID, with agenda after agenda, where people have realized that everything that comes out of the media is basically a deception or lie or not a full truth of at you know to to say the least uh so we're in very special times many people think we're like in the end of days some people believe it's a depopulation agenda from the elites for more control uh you know some people believe the end goal is to get us to merge with biology through some kind of uh these transhuman ideas uh and you know the metaverse things that they're going to be putting forward soon uh what are your thoughts about the age we live in and these kind of conspiratorial agendas that have popped up since 2020 the, okay, so I appreciate the question, and I say this pertaining to honestly everything, whether it's you know the the, the COVID itself, whether it's the vaccine, whether it's you know honestly whether it's even nine eleven for example. And one of the things that I found personally, and I want to be very clear to your audience and yourself, uh, sir, is that I could be very wrong. This is just something that I found on my own pertaining to when one delves more into the um, I guess you could say scientific aspect of things. What we find is that. There seems to be, and I don't mean to get all, you know, technical or mumbo jumbo, but you'll see why I'm bringing this up. There seems to be a very different way in which our minds, our eyes, our brains, our subconscious, our conscious seems to process information and the way in which that information is then disseminated via light waves to how we view it over what we call time. And what's interesting about that is that delving into the science and, you know, quantum physics and all of that, one finds that again, as they, as it's been stated that reality is only as real as the individual observing it. And the question might become, okay, what does this have to do with, you know, the, the vaccine or with COVID or what have you? When I began to have this sort of sense of um, revelation pertaining to science, and then I applied that to every aspect of life relative to what I was studying, because again, we're talking about quantum physics, we're talking about matter, which, you know, comprised of what we call atoms, you name it. Uh, if you zoom into the atom, that's that electron cloud. And, and the reason I bring this up is because I've, here's the thing. I've come to a hypothesis that, for example, I'm going to use this as an example, um, Depending where a, an individual was, and this may be quite a, a, a substantial claim, I will admit that, depending where an, an individual was on the planet at any given point in time during the day in which 9-11 occurred, based on what we now call quantum theory and entropy and, you know, hyper-temporal um, spectrometry and all of this, it's quite possible, and I, I want to be very careful saying this because I, I do not want to disrespect the ones in which actually, uh, d you know, passed away from that event. S depending where you were on the planet, 9-11 did happen for some and didn't for others, which speaks to entropy, which speaks to the concept of non-locality, meaning that it occurred, but it also didn't, depending on the arrangement of our what's called percept genetics. And so the reason I bring this up, brother, is because if we tie this back to the concept of the vaccine, to COVID, all of it, I am truly of the humble perspective. It really depends where on the planet one is. It depends the environment in which one is situated um, r relative to should I get the jab or not. I'm I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, you know, uh, the end all be all. You shouldn't get it or you should. If people want my humble personal perspective, I lean personally to the ideological subscription of, again, at least for me myself, tw I'm 24 years old. I... Um, 
arguably in the best shape of my life. I take my zinc, I take my vitamin D, I take my B12, you know, I, I eat, uh, qu try and eat as healthy as possible. I, uh, sure, I drink a, a shit ton of coffee, but other than that, I, I didn't get it because I didn't see the need to get it. And I had a bit of an intuitive um, gesture feeling that told me a couple years back, hold out, don't get it. And so very simply, I didn't. Now, with respect, here's here's when it gets murky, because if I, for example here's the thing, man, this is when it starts to conflate and, and sort of cross that line or gray area of what many call not even tinfoil hat conspiracies, but what's been stigmatically labeled as the whole QAnon thing. Now, here's the thing, though, behind that. When you look at some academic papers, that if you scale up or down macro micro, I am not trying to say that it proves or substantiates anything that QAnon stated. But there's some quite interesting and peculiar topics pertaining to, for example, transcranial magnetic stimulation, graphene oxide magnetic stimulation. And we now, you know, we've heard of the speculation of what's been in the in the COVID vaccine and all of that. So forgive me for the long form answer. I'm, what I'm basically trying to say in, in, in layman's terms is it's not for me to tell people uh, what to think, but rather to sort of attempt to take a neutral perspective on how we should think and observe and then decide for ourselves is this good? Is this bad? And look, people want to get my personal take. I'm not a fan of, of the jab, but that's just me. So again, that's that doesn't mean that I'm correct. That doesn't mean that I'm wrong either. It's just a matter of it is my of my humble perspective. But again, that's that's how I take it, essentially. And when you delve into the science angle of things, again, I don't mean to sort of shoot off into this left field uh, ramble here, it, tangent, but it. <laughs> it, well, again, when we look at things like, for example, entropy and neg entropy, we see that okay, if if quantum physics shows that time does not necessarily need to be linear as we perceive it, cause and effect, what does that say about the observation of certain events, whether it's 9-11, whether it's COVID, whether it's, you know, you name it, relative to where someone was on the earth, again, relative to alleged geomagnetic anomalies, electromagnetic and, you know, phonon-based anomalies, not photon, but phonon. So when we look at all of this, it, it, it kind of becomes like, this is what I want to convey to people, whether it's about the jab, whether it's about the freaking, I mean, even what's come, what they're saying with the food plants or monkeypox. Mm. I, I, I would, I would allude to that. And, um, in that regard and and yes do do we go down into much more deeper rabbit holes on Patreon? Yes. But I, I do my best to try and ensure that it's about observing the state in which we are currently at and literally truly in a good faith manner deciding for yourself just because I'm behind the mic doesn't make me any better than the people that are listening, right? So that's that's my take. Right on, man. I love it. Uh, we're going deep already. This is going to bring us deep into a dive about the nature of our reality, uh, what's what's real, what's physical, what are we doing here, what is this place? You know, there is um, major arguments in our community about even the shape of the planet, which, you know, ultimately yep. I don't even believe really matters, but... What do you think this is and why and what are we? Uh, I, you know, my personal kind of theories and beliefs at this point is we are, you know, a form of energy that is here and whatever this is to experience, learn and grow and, and expand our consciousness. Uh, that's the easy way for me to say it. But what, what do you think? What do you think this is all about here? Well, see, this is what gets quite interesting because, again, if we were to f build upon the the train of thought that I had just mentioned about you know quantum theory and and this whole uh, you know um, 
Zero Point Energy, even alluding to Sir Roger Penrose's spinners and, you know, uh, all of that vector scalar states. And, and, and what I mean by this essentially is what we'll find is that, again, reality is only as real as the individual observing it. So I'm personally of the humble perspective and ideological alignment, although I encourage people, just as I do on, on my channel, to um, in, d try and debunk my hypothesis and try and debate it because that's what it's all about. Um, and I've admitted many times when I've messed up or I'm like, oh shit, that, that's wrong of, of me to, to, to propose. But I th right now, I, I'll be honest, plain and simple, I currently am very strongly subscribed to the whole, um, you could say, simulation theory type hypothesis and I say that because I'm of the humble perspective that regardless if we are meant to um, I guess you could say uh, move on I don't like to use the word ascend because that alludes to like height sort of speaking that something is above us that's I, I don't know that's the thing but if this were to be a, if this physical or tangible or material realm were to be a, a realm of experience that we were meant to go through as part of our journey I am of the humble perspective that there we may have been fractalized and or trapped or confined by something that is trying to keep us within that state of constant recycling of that particular experience rather than stepping it up to the next level. Now, again, I'll be honest with you, I'm just going to lay it right out. I am of the humble perspective once again that there are... Um, there are, yes, lizard or reptilian looking amongst many other species, uh, bipedal humanoid figures that seem to um, operate uh, right outside of the confinement of our light spectrum and seem to sway us in particular directions. Now, for those that say, what do you mean by sway? And what do you mean by when you say material versus non-material? Like, you know, Dave, are you going into the whole esoteric woo-woo type stuff? Well, I would say to people in plain and simple English, yes, but I would encourage people respectfully to, for those that have a little bit more of a difficult time grasping the esoteric or spiritual angle of things, I would encourage people to think of, for example, frequency strings, laser beams, sound waves. Um, that seems to be something that is certainly observable within this material realm or world. I, I think that we are... Um, I think sort of like multiple bedsheets, I think we are residing on one of those bedsheets, sort of like a, a slinky when it's really a metal slinky that is con condensed and put together real tightly, and then you put it on the table, stand it up, and then you walk back, and you sort of do that macro zoom out. I th what you see is just a slinky, but when you zoom in and you walk up to the slinky, you pick it up, and then you spread it apart, you realize, oh, it's comprised of multiple rings, and I think we are residing on one of those rings. But there is something that is preventing those in which are, quote-unquote, dare I say, ready to get to that next ring. There's something that's cutting us off. So, and I, I, I would um, propose that falls in line with the concept of the simulation theory and, and all of this. But, um, yeah, that, that would be my, my where I'm at right now. Man, I want to get your take on this. I've been kind of toying with this idea as well that instead of we're kind of trapped here on this prison planet by whatever types of entities that are just beyond the spectrum of our vision what if sometime in our uh, in our existence we as uh, you know frequency or light beings decided that we wanted to experience physicality we wanted to grow so we created everything for ourselves including the bad including these lizard people including everything that 
keeps us in turmoil and uh, gives us friction to actually grow and experience uh, that we created everything as a type of like simulation, but it's for our own kind of spiritual and consciousness development. What do you think about that? I couldn't agree more. Um, I think there's one hypothesis, for example, that speaks to the idea of um, during the time of what we call Atlantis, uh, there were many humans that, for example, or again, many, yeah, I guess we could say humans that were far more advanced, that are, we could call them our ancestors, you name it, that were in fact far more advanced than us and were able to move in and out of the material realm. Um, again, as they pleased, and they would I inhabit these bodies or shells, um, I guess, or containers, as it's been, you know, alluded to by people like Mr. Bob Lazar, Mr. Bill Uhouse, you name it. But um, I think as well, Mr. Don Phillips. But anyways, point being is that I think that we are a species, as Mr. Graham Hancock has said, that's been hit on the head with amnesia multiple times over. And I think we are simply what we call quantum physics, quantum theory. We are rediscovering that in just a new format um, relative to how our ancestors did. But I think we got our ancestors in very simple terms got bored, created another realm, if you will, and for the sake of exploration or what have you, but then something came and confined us in that realm permanently up until now. And, yeah. and, and sort of now and also has been knocking us on the head with amnesia. And whenever we've attempted to sort of get out of that metaphorical fishbowl realm, if you will, or light spectrum confinement, there has either been um, some type of distraction you know, i.e. 9-11, uh, Ukraine, Afghanistan, Iraq, you name it, mm. or, or, you know, something like this, you know, the, 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 you know, racial issues, you name it, because again, speaking to more of a political pers uh, angle, not to say those problems don't exist, they certainly do, but I think that one thing that the military industrial and military media complex on a global scale is trying to prevent us as the average person from realizing is that we have a lot more in common than people might think. It's like with respects to, you know, me being here in Canada, you being in the U.S., other people being in, you know, uh, I, I've met people in Lithuania, people in, uh, you know, Norway, people all, all over the place. And so I, I think that's what scares the, the small set of subset of humans that are trying to suppress the rest of us. No, I th yeah, I think that's spot on. It's, it seems like the kind of Gnostic idea of the Demiurge that kind of uh, hijacked our, our reality and, and keeps us here and maybe feeds off us in some kind of way. The Right, the idea behind the Archons, the whole Demiurge, all of that. I mean, I, I will say that I humbly... Um, subscribe at the moment, although I could be wrong, to the sort of Gnostic uh, texts. And I know that that's quite a vague statement. When someone says Gnostic, it's like there were so many Gnostic movements, if you will. But particularly pertaining to the Demiurge, the Archons, uh, all of that, I personally subscribe to that as being the closest to substantiating more of a data-driven scientific explanation behind quantum theory in my own research. And so that's kind of the... Um, those, those are the correlations that I make. So I would go with, for me right now, the Gnostic side of things. Right on. Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit about some of the other high strange phenomenon that is becoming mainstream, that we've been kind of being spoon-fed from our government, media, even the Pentagon. We're getting new uh, areas of investigation. We just heard NASA's now going to investigate UAPs, which used to be UFOs. Um, you know, none of... 
First of all, the, the government and media does not have the best track record for telling the truth ever. So right. uh, I don't see why we'd be listening to anything they have to say now. Um, it seems like even there are clandestine or three-letter agencies that are implanting people into this kind of community and conspiratorial community to majorly muddy the waters and put out disinformation uh, on top of everything that we're being told by the mainstream media and Pentagon and everything else about UAPs about what we should know about them, about how they're a threat, uh, things of that nature. But it's all, to me, a huge deception, and I want to get your thoughts on, on what's going on with that. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy, and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water and energy self-reliance and live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. I think uh, what we're seeing, and I, I hear you, I think what we're seeing is a, uh, re a sort of tit-for-tat type situation. I think what we're seeing are certain elements within both the United States government and other world governments that are, um, I, again, as to whether or not we can say that the intents are genuinely good and ethically, you know, um, I guess, uh, aligned with that of the average person's morals and ethics, If I can't say because I'm not in their minds, but I would personally say that I'm of the humble... Uh, belief at the moment that there are certain elements within the United States federal government, uh, the UK, Canada, China, you name it, that um, are really, uh, I'll be honest with you, man, there, there's there's a handful of people that particularly individuals that have that started their careers, whether in intelligence or military, or you name it, um, serving with, you know, as with the boots on the ground and all of that, there's, there's a lot of guys that are saying, listen, we've realized for many, many years, uh, you know, certain people have told me off the record, Dave, from the DOD, we've, we've contributed to a system of evil, we understand that. And a lot of us have grown a conscience uh, pertaining to again, wanting to we have kids, we our kids have now had grandkids. And the question becomes, when you see certain things behind classified settings as we do it's you can't sleep at night and so when is enough enough now to play devil's advocate to that there's the whole angle of well if you're in the intelligence world there's no such thing as a conscience and so or having one and so i also do my best to try and understand that perspective as well do i think there are deliberate um attempts to uh, muddy the waters Absolutely, constantly. But I, I'm also respectfully of the humble perspective that I don't think we, um, we should say we should throw everyone into one one bucket, for example. Um, and I, I say that not not alluding to anyone in specific, to be very clear. And I say that because. I'll I'll be straight in, with giving you a bit of a personal uh, anecdote or, or relation uh, correlation. Up until a handful of years ago, I used to be um, involved in uh, 
honestly organized crime. And so I tried to turn that around and better my life and got out of it and, and all of that. And so um, that's it, it kind of it's a tough one because I hear you. There are, there are definitely bad faith actors going around. I'm, I have no doubt about it. Don't get me wrong. But I also am, look, maybe this is too much of a glass half full type perspective, but even from a scientific data perspective, I view it as, you know, the hermetic yin yang as above, so below. So if there is a very negative set of elemental forces trying to um, sway us and throw us around, I would maybe again, maybe this is too hopeful, but I would like to think that there is at least a small subset of individuals that are attempting to counter that. And to me, that speaks to sort of just the duality of life, tit for tat. You make a move, push, push back. So, and then if we remove the emotion from that, uh, not not to say to become emotionless, but to sort of say, why do I need to take an emotional perspective relative to which angle I should lean into or lean on? That's when I start to go, that's why I started the Kraken, which is our new segment to kind of say, hold on, you know, we shouldn't take, in my humble opinion, a, an emotional approach at all with these stories, be, with these news headlines, because it's just about riling you up instead of saying, hold on, if, you know, like Jordan Peterson says, if it's news, it'll be talked about for more than just an hour, you know, so that that's my that's my sort of long long answer on that and oh, maybe look maybe it, maybe it's possible you know to play devil's advocate against myself it's possible i may be inadvertently sympathizing with some of these intel individuals because you know i i attempted to turn my life around and maybe some of them are too and maybe i'm dead wrong but it's yeah that's the uh that's that's where i stand at the moment right on well let's get into what is et what are these beings uh where are they coming from is it from you know we've this is this is going to open up a can of worms because that also gets into uh you know is is space real uh we we know that most of what nasa has shown us as far as footage and videos and evidence of even moon landings has been fake and dishonest so where does that leave us with the nature of space are these guys coming from different planets on tin cans across the universe or are they just right here beyond the spectrum of our vision like we were saying earlier or is it a combination or is it a little bit of both or is it something else that we just don't even aren't even close to understanding what do you think i i i and i i've uh, i say this all the time to ensure that i'm not giving a cop-out answer i think a lot of it is the we can check off the all the above box mm-hmm. um and that's not because i want that to be the case that's because that's where the the data is leading me to um, and and the open source data, whether it's academic papers, whether it's the aggregation of you know FOIA requests, you name it, there seems to be again a, speaking with people off the record. Um, it's quite possible as well too to be very fair that I could be fed nonsense with these individuals as well uh, from coming from multiple you know uh, alphabet agencies and all that. So I'm very vigilant to that too, or I try to be. But I think we're seeing um, uh, inner Earth. I think we're seeing uh, existences of other planes on this planet. I think we're also seeing. Uh, craft coming from other planets. I think we're seeing craft coming and beings coming from other dimensions. I think we're seeing other realities. Um, I think it, it truly is an all the above situation because when you realize that quantum physics, quantum theory, zero point energy, all of that is barely even scratching the surface of what's in theory possible, it literally opens the door to like a Star Wars, Star Trek, Disney type fantasy imagination situation because what's who, who's to limit you? Right with respects to what could or could not be, so I, I would check the the all the above uh, box. You typically now, there, there's very few things where I where I go. 
I don't know about that. Very few. And as time goes on, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know jack shit. (laughs) Yeah, same here, for sure. Uh, Let's talk about contact and abduction experiences. I've, of course, interviewed, and you yourself, too, has talked to many contactees, abductees, people who have actually experienced the phenomenon. I've had my own sort of contact experience. I don't really consider it extraterrestrial, but still it was an intelligence that I believe other than my uh, primary consciousness that I I spoke with. But there's so many different types of uh, these contact experiences, which kind of leads me to believe that you are correct. It's just a a paranormal soup of everything kind of happening in our existence. Uh, But for the majority of what I believe genuine contact experiences happen to people and they understand, they have a, uh, at least a base understanding of what happened. Um, and it wasn't right. like the military messing with them. I find that it's a, a spiritual phenomenon that people kind of, they get, they better themselves. They seek, um, they seek more about not only themselves, but the phenomenon, but spirituality, the nature of reality, what nature. this is all about. And they seem like better and nicer people. And even after my experience, of course, that was the same for me. But, you know, very little times do I hear someone who's had a contact experience and they just go off the deep end and can't deal with life. You know, they always seem to have something better happening for them after a better understanding of something. Is that right. something you find as well? Absolutely. And again, sort of like the as above, so below concept of the the dualistic notion of things. I think we've seen, uh, unfortunately, a lot of uh, unfortunate incidences pertaining to, um, you know, abductions that were not so pleasant in experience. But to that point, I think we've also, um, and I've also found myself many cases that were very positive uh, with such experiences, you know, visitations of people saying, um, they met with beings that were speaking with them, you know, telepathically, telekinetically. Uh, some people saying that certain beings were putting words in their minds. Others were saying it wasn't so much words being put in my mind, but so, uh, but more so what I could feel in, in, intuitively, um, sort of in in a in a sense of conveying a message in that regard. And one of the things that a lot of the positive ones seem to have done is either help those individuals with physical ailments or something of the sort, either tell those individuals, listen, you know, um, you need to, it's our, it's of our perspective that you need to let go of certain technologies because the technology is moving far faster than the culture of your kind is. And I can understand that as well, because that speaks to a, uh, a major, major, um, I guess you could say metaphorical car crash scenario when the tech moves faster than the, the people and the culture do. So, um, there's, there's, absolutely been a, a very nice uh, pantheon of very positive benevolent experiences i mean you have even in uh, if i'm not mistaken you have uh, mexico latin america even uh, you know uh, brazil all of this um you have people saying that you know they would go on a trip or even people that live in brazil for example even portugal why that part of the world not sure but it seems to be reoccurring there where they'll see these you know what seem to be loosely described as plasma type orbs or plasma appearing orbs that are you know blue in color usually white in color at times they'll enter someone's body someone who has cancer and they'll literally be cancer free the next morning so i you know it's those ones have been rare don't get me wrong but the times that have been the ones that have been positive whether it's a uh, an abduction that seems to be uh, a physical one whether it's one that seems to be the you know the soul leaving the shell or the body per se um and then returning back into the body after there there's a there's a whole like pantheon of them there's a whole slew of 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 not just possibilities but documented um 
states in which vary depending on the experience of that particular individual. Now, going back to the mainstream disclosure for a minute, why do you think now uh, that they're they're coming out with this information? It seems like, you know, all of a sudden, starting with 2017, of course, you had the New York Times article. But then after that, it seemed to be steady that uh, every every few months or every year we get this kind of new uptick in uh, UAP information coming out or UAP studies or things like this. And it gradually seems to be getting a bigger and bigger deal in the mainstream. And, you know, of course, like we said earlier, I don't trust any of our institutions, our government, our media that, that to, to tell me what's going on with UFOs. But why are they doing it now? I, I want to get your opinion on that. I think what we are currently witnessing in the media and not just in America, but glo- slowly now with China and all of this, I think we're witnessing a um, not just a sort of arms race pertaining to different uh, anti-gravitic uh, technologies that sort of like during the Cold War, you know, who could race to build the better, you know, weapons and all that stuff um, without showing your hand if you have, you know, a set of aces metaphorically. Uh, but I think we're seeing a few different things. I think we're seeing multiple different elements and factions and interests sort of like the honestly i would uh, liken it to no different than the five families of new york the mafia families overall the goal is the same between all those five families but within the families you then have factions within the factions you then have interests within those interests you then have personal interests and friendships and it it sort of keeps going like that so when we look at sort of a a network or cell of you know fractalized human behavior and societal sort of um epigenetic interaction what we'll find in my humble opinion is i think what we're seeing through the media is 100 percent an attempt to um play and leverage the fears of people i think that's a time old tactic that seems to work time and time again and i'm guilty of it too um but i also think what we're seeing as well is a is a potential set of elements and or factions including uh not necessarily just within america that feel that there are a certain set of people that dare I say deserve this information or not all of it don't get me wrong but at the same time a sort of um I think there's a world governments know that there's going to be a magnetic pole shift in the next 10 to 20 years give or take and I think that they're they're preparing for that because when you look for example at the the ushering in of the WEF's implantables and all of this the the you have Klaus Schwab saying you know the other day we're, you know, we're going to be able to read everybody's mind with the chips, you know, all that stuff. Well, my whole thing is, okay, there is clear academic science and data that shows we already have that ability within us organically. So, which speaks to the whole concept of junk DNA. But so why, why would you need a chip if we can already do it organically? My whole thing is because they can't control the organic side of it. So they want us to forget that we even have it. Um, and that would be through the implantables. So I think big picture, you have multiple factions racing for multiple agendas and end goals, some very terrible, some very good, uh, that have to do all around the timeline of this magnetic pole shifting occurrence because I'm of the humble perspective every 12 to 13,000 years, the earth flushes itself out and only a handful of those on the surface survive. And I think what we're seeing now is an approach to another to the big hand hitting the 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 12 on the clock the midnight hand the midnight uh number so 
Yeah, I man, unfortunately, I think you may be right on that one. I've I've been looking into some of the earth changes and cataclysmic events that have been upticking in the past few years and they they've had some very strange stuff, but what worries me most is what you're saying about our magnetic field, how magnetic north is rapidly moving towards Siberia and man, that's inevitable that we're going to have a magnetic reversal, not necessarily a whole planet tilting or anything, but it would wipe us back to like 1800s or before maybe the stone age which would cause major major problems and we don't know to the extent what kind of uh what kind of cataclysms would occur that that would coincide with that and you know we know they also have uh control of the weather to what extent would they actually nudge this event i don't know but uh, i think you're 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 kind you're right on that one that we might have to be worrying about a future cataclysmic event Right. I think what we're seeing right now as well, too, and I, I got to say, for those that say, you know, um, you know, Dave, what uh, do you do you believe in chemtrails or not? And not not to split hairs here, but it's like, OK, what are chemtrails? Like, how do we define that if we're talking about the aerosolization of, you know, v- via minerals and in, into, you know, uh, ionized air pockets? Yeah, it, I mean, it's a thing. So the question then becomes. Is there a concerted effort right now to manipulate the weather in a way for a multi-pronged purpose to not only distract us from what we may observe, you know, occurring in front of us, physically, metaphorically, you name it, but also to um, create a set of realigning uh, geographical you know, landmarks that that people would be more so safe in when this uh, alleged uh, pole reversal occurs? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say it's... Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't mean to sound vague, but there's definitely a there there pertaining to something occurring with the planet relative to its surface. Within the planet is a whole other ballgame, but yeah. Yeah, well, more stuff for us to, to look forward to in the future. I want to go back to UFOs for a minute. Uh, sure, sure. I want to go back to the theories of Nazi UFOs, what Hitler was doing with occultism and UFOs, uh, the mm-hmm. possibility that Eisenhower had a meeting with extraterrestrials and signed some kind of deal off. Um, what do you think about those stories and how, um, you know, how involved do you think Nazi Germany was with uh, extraterrestrials and UFOs? Well, I, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I'm of the personal perspective that, again, assuming going back to the concept of science, entropy, different timelines, you name it, assuming there was none of that interference in that regard, I 100% think that a good chunk of the moon landing was faked, but for maybe a potentially different reason than people think, I think that Eisenhower did meet with not just one group, but multiple groups in addition to groups being um, non-human groups being present during this treaty signing to add credence to the deal. Um, I also think as well, too, that... Sorry, what was your... Uh, the You had said about... Um, Nazi, me, uh, Nazi j- thank yeah. you. There, yes, yeah. I think that was, um, yes, I do think that there were a handful of Nazis that, uh, more than a handful, that went into inner earth. I think there were other ones as well that um, got off the planet uh, because of their ability to develop this anti-gravitic technology. Now, here's what's interesting. This sort of ties into the whole moon landing angle and all of that. And this comes from, for those that would like, um, sources or anything like this, this is just one source amongst many, but I must give, uh, Dr. Stephen Greer credit for 20 years ago, putting together the 2001 national press club event. I humbly not particularly a fan of the guy these days, but, um, that's just me personally, but essentially he brought some of the 
over 400 veterans, uh, military contractors, uh, intelligence, you know, DIA, CIA, Air Force, um, you know, you name it, uh, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works Division, all of that. And he basically brought them all there. The, the real, I guess you could say, old timers, many of them who've unfortunately now passed away. Uh, one of them specifically was Mr. Don Phillips, former CIA, former NRO, former NSA, I believe Air Force as well, Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, you name it, the guy... You know, the guy arguably, to my knowledge, is a bit of a, a legend in the intel community. And he's on tape saying to uh, Dr. Stephen Greer um, a few different things. That when Armstrong landed on the moon, in addition, not to, not just Mr. Phillips, there are others too that have corroborated this. That when they got on the moon and they landed in the crater, uh, you, what you had were a, a very, very large um, fleet of dark triangle craft that allegedly had both Nazis in the craft, uh, you can say insectoids, greys, some reptilians, you name it, and they were um, observing uh, Neil Armstrong and uh, Buzz Aldrin, and forgive me for not remembering the third gentleman's name, and you had Neil Armstrong, for those that had uh, radios that could, you know, ham radios that could interfere with the frequencies at the time, you'd be able to pick up a transmission of Neil Armstrong saying, mother effer, Houston, they don't want us here. <laughs> Um, so, and, and here's the thing. We have Mr. Don Phillips saying this on videotape testimony. He goes, yes, there they were all lined up in a fleet and they, they didn't want him there. And, um, Mr. Phillips said, listen, the, there, a good chunk of the moon landing was faked. We did show what we could to the American people, um, and to the world, but a good chunk of it was indeed faked. And, um, yeah, so per pertaining to the whole, you know, did the, the Nazis really lose the war per se? I think they lost the kinetic war, but I think they potentially won the ideological war. Mm -hmm. Um I've, you know, with when we look at Paperclip, we look at all of that, and we we see, for example, Operation Paperclip brought many of the uh, propulsion and materials science uh, scientists to America, whereas um, the Soviet Union got a lot of the telekinesis scientists, the um, zero point scientists, which is what it alludes to how you know Dr. Halpudov says that the the Soviets were big into remote viewing, uh, telekinesis far before the Americans were that would make sense if they got those guys after World War II. So do I think there are a slew of possibilities? I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll go as far as to say this. There's a Russian four-star general, ambassador, uh, doctor, I believe, um, and a handful of other things. Leonid Ivashov is his name. He wrote a book in Russian that would not have been translated outside of the Russian language and or literature and so i had to translate it word for word it took me many months to do so but there's a particular page from one of his books where he discusses that the that hitler did get away that you know what was told was not in, was not accurate whatsoever pertaining to hitler and eva braun committing suicide and they essentially um there was a pursuit the allies chased uh, hitler and, and a handful of others uh, so did admiral this is part of the whole admiral bird concept into inner earth uh, or story and they were basically deterred by certain craft that could have easily just outmaneuvered outgunned outplanned um the Amer the American fleet and the Allied fleet. So, uh, again, I think um, I, I certainly think there's something there. And do I think that you know Eisenhower and them had meetings? Uh, I'm of the humble opinion, 100, percent 100, percent assuming there was not a again from a scientific perspective, assuming there was not a divergent in any sort of timeline, you know, um, entropic state or or you know perspective of that sort, then I think yeah, it it happened. 
Well, that brings us to the possibilities of a secret space program that did we have different type of technology to actually get to the moon than what we're shown? Because it looks like they have duct tape all over the friggin' rockets, so I don't know if that was what they're using. I'm not saying it wasn't. I don't know. But what do you think? Do you think that they, they kind of, after paperclip, it's, we started a secret space program with, uh, you know, uh, different types of uh, reverse engineered technology? According to many individuals, um, yes, I, I think so, 100%. I think we definitely did, and I think, again, various different states of propulsion, different states of, of the way in which these craft would or could operate. I do want to say, though, however, that we have um, Ben Rich, who's, who's passed away, I think, mm -hmm. 2000, 2001, former head of Lockheed Martin Skunk Works Division, who said a few different things, um, and for, I'm just paraphrasing here, essentially, but he goes, we... Uh, it didn't take us three days to get to the moon. It took us just under three minutes. We can now do it in under one minute. So, again, that speaks to, was a Stargate developed? And then, you know, they were not really in the shuttle. Did did, did they take a reverse-engineered craft and get there? What what speaks to me in more in the scientific sense is that you have um, Mr. Ben Rich, shortly prior to his death, saying as well, too, that uh, he, how does extrasensory perception or ESP allegedly work he would ask a colleague and the colleague said well all points in space and time are equal that's the foundational concept or archetype in that regard he goes that's exactly how this works so the idea again would be that a, a, just one potential uh, mechanism or apparatus amongst a slew of others to be clear but if this piece of paper represents time and I want to go from, you know, here to the other end of the paper, instead of going directly across, if you had a technology that could uh, bend the actual paper in which you're on, you can then get there without even having to, in theory, get there in a linear sense. So you've now folded things to you, like taking um, a pulling like a rubber mat while you're walking, except those that are outside of the craft observe things again based on quantum physics reality is only as real as the individual observing it so those outside of the craft would see something that appeared to be a craft that zoomed off when really it didn't fl it was never flying it voided the space-time metric and so it's kind of like um putting a, a rock in a river uh, in a river that's flowing the what the what the rock doesn't go through the water the water bends around the rock and that's what i would say is occurring in this regard potentially amongst a slew of other possibilities as well. Well, you know, and that would mean our the technology that we don't know about is extremely advanced, you know, maybe, what, 100, 200 years ahead of what we'll ever know. Uh, incredible stuff that, uh, you know, I doubt in our lifetime we'll ever see any of this actually, you know, at least put out by our own government or these clandestine groups. But that makes me wonder how advanced is this stuff and what are we using some of this for? Are we Do we have operations you know, on the moon, on Mars, beyond, and what other types of strange kind of tech, you know, quantum technologies they're using with things like CERN and D-Wave and all this stuff. What do you think about that? I think what we're seeing with respects to CERN and, you know, particle acceleration and things like this is a sense of um, much more is going on behind the scenes that is than what is being alluded to 
publicly. Uh, we see, for example, I believe CERN's Project Rainbow about a decade ago uh, opened up another portal um, to another dimension, which again was sort of just, it was in the news, but um, it seemed to sort of be dismissed in that regard. I mean, there are many things that have been announced that, that seem to sort of not be on everyone's top list of priorities. They'd rather be focused on, you know, the whole um, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard thing. No, no disrespect to those that, that were interested in that, but... Um, in general, I think what we're seeing is essentially a very, very, um, we're seeing a multitude of different sources. And what I mean by sources is different, um, different species, different factions. Some of them are, uh, if we were to uh, relate it or equate it rather to how we measure time, some would be 10 to 50,000 years ahead technologically and spiritually. There have been some that are so advanced, if we were to equate it, would be 4 million years ahead technologically. Um, it, it's all up, it's up in the air. There's some that are allegedly us from the future, some uh, that are us from a divergent past, if that makes sense, relative to the grandfather paradox. There, there's a lot of different things. I think that are there alleged mining operations on the moon and other planets? I, I, I'm of the humble perspective, yes. Um, yeah, there I, are there you know bases and things like this. I I think so. I'm I'm pretty certain. And I, listen, I could be very wrong, but I mean, I'm uh, I, I'm pretty confident that there are and that um, there's there's been mining operations on comets and things like this for certain minerals and and what have you. Yeah, that's extraordinary. Have you done any uh, deep dives into CERN and you know some of the stuff you just mentioned and what's the possibilities of what they're tinkering with there? Uh, very much so more on the, the Patreon side, because that's, uh, believe it or not, I, you can't not talk about CERN without talking <laughs> about, um, believe it or not, more so the occult angle of things. Yeah. So, uh, we delve into it there, but it's things that would get me nicked on YouTube, unfortunately. So, but yes, we do. Yeah. Right. Well, we're, we're not going to be on YouTube. We're going to put a little clip up. Maybe you could give us a little kind of sampling to, to, to draw oh, people sure. over. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about what you're researching. Okay, so if if you want to get into the nitty gritty of stuff, then this whole thing of again, uh, you know, uh, not to harp on the negative, I want to be clear, but this whole thing of um, you know, uh, pedophilia and all of that, and and the you know ritual sacrifice and and you know, blood of of children and what have you. Honestly, look, do I think it's it's real? Oh yeah, uh, sadly, but do I absolutely? Now the reason I say that is because. It, we can make a direct correlation, at least in my hypothesis, to what we call it entropy. Entropy is defined as chaos or randomness within a particular uh, vicinity or confinement or area. I don't think it's chaos or randomness. I think that is simply how we perceive it. I think what's occurring is that we have a handful of humans at the top, some literally humans, some literally potential shapeshifters. That's different, uh, different path. But anyways, they they realize that the duality of of this reality that we live in it needs to be balanced out so if you do something bad you need to do something good to balance it out with respects to um entropic karma as it's called which speaks to professor nicholas jisson from the university of geneva switzerland's uh intuitionistic mathematics and sir roger penrose's um randomness versus non-determinism angle i think these elites the epsteins of the world if you will they knew about the adrenochrome, they had access to it, you name it, there's public um, academic documents on adrenochrome, you know, epinephrine, epipens, you name it. Um, by the way, epi expired epipens are allegedly a, a, um, a 
are synthetic adrenochrome for those that may not have yeah there, there's there's chemical sign i mean we can delve into that off the record if you like or whatever but the essentially they realize that and when i say they i mean people like the epsteins of the world realize that in order for them to be successful a sacrifice must be made or given if that makes sense via intent and there's a great academic paper by uh, gina mondaldo and ezio gagliardi which is um controlling remote uh biological human um uh, human dna i believe through remote intent basically saying that we are biologically non-local so what we call shape-shifting would be an alteration in um, information structure light waves it's just how our, our eyes are viewing it, sort of like ink blots, right? You may see one thing, I may see another, but both are equally just as true, if that makes sense. And so these elites realize that it's not, with respects to entropy, it's not the order in which events happen. It's just so long as they happen. So many of them realize that sacrificing these children to what seems to be the sort of Saturn deity, and again, that alludes to the you know Saturn moon matrix perspective there, um, seems to in return give them whatever material or tangible um uh you know i guess you could say gifts or presents that they wish to receive in that regard and now the question becomes why children why the blood you name it and very simple if you look up uh on you probably have to use duckduckgo or yandex because actually even duckduckgo is censoring these days but if there according to the daily mail new york post people like jeff bezos people people like peter Thiel, uh they are spending loads of money on blood plasma from young individuals now again i think it's from ages like 18 19 to 25 30 as to whether or not that's the real age in which they're receiving it from i don't know but the point is is that what we call plasma there seems to be a direct uh, that seems to be a doorway or gateway to the the ether the paranormal the the ufo realm and i say that because look at things like ball lightning or plasma up until the last you know, two to five years, it's been very difficult to get anything public uh, published within academic peer review journals on it. That to me, that speaks to a potentiality of uh, not necessarily a cover up, but a, an, an, a deliberate ignorance by those within academia globally. So if you can't deny it, just ignore it. Sort of like adrenochrome. No one's ever denied that adrenochrome doesn't exist. It's just been dismissed, if that makes sense. So there, there are there's academic papers on pubmed.ncbi.nih.gov on uh, adrenochrome and how they could be extracted from uh, EpiPens. So I think what we're seeing essentially is that they, the, what people call trauma and ancestral trauma, I think speaks to if you have a traumatizing experience in your life and then you have a child and it, it depending on how traumatizing that experience was amongst a multitude of other factors, that trauma may actually go into the uh, blood plasma of your child uh, because you have not, again, this sounds very woo, esoteric, you name it, but there is, there is science and um, quantum electrodynamics that seem to substantiate this, that transfers using scalar waves and um, a lot of work based off of Lieutenant Colonel Tom Bearden's work, who he's now passed away, unfortunately, but transferring emotional um derivations and experiences to that next shell or body if that makes sense and so the reason for children is because very simple they're they're closest to source if that makes sense to the birth of the origination within this realm um that that that's my hypothesis wow. on that but honestly this is 
I'll be honest with you, man. If when people say, oh, you know, Dave, you're going QAnon or whatever, I say very respectfully, hear me out from a scientific perspective. Oh. If, if, if I still sound nuts, then I apologize. Then, you know, so be it. But right. that's what I equ uh, equate the two uh, as well. I think there is definitely something there pertaining to platonic solids, sacred geometry, sigils, um, what's been called magic. Uh, I, I think there definitely is something there because... I do think that magic could be explained as, you know, frequency waves or, or light waves in which we simply have no other word for labeling it as relative to the, the derivation of, you know, the Latin language that seems to be quite limiting to our vocabulary, potentially deliberately. So, so yeah, that's my, yeah. Yeah, there seems to be a connection to, you know, our, our thought forms and energy and frequency to the outcome or desired outcome that we could actually achieve through uh, manifestation and things that we would call magic. So, yeah, right. yeah I think that's right on. Uh, what about, uh, so I was talking to someone about this the other day, the possibility that these, some in these really high elite factions, even going back to Egyptian pharaohs and Babylonian times, that they have the knowledge and power to do soul transfers to where when they die, they're going to be their soul is going to automatically go to the next generation and they'll stay in power and they'll have like uh, you know they'll, they'll have everything intact what do you think about that i think it's it's possible yeah i think it's very possible um basically it would it would it would be following along the same foundational archetype of what i just described uh, same concept uh, amongst uh, m many other possibilities as well because that 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 you know um hypothesis i just gave or conjecture could be incorrect but yes yeah, I think it's it falls in that exact same category of continuing a lineage of of keeping a power the power structure within a set of individuals. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take it to uh, our new technological age and the metaverse and everything that we're seeing uh, to close out the show today. Now, uh, I've, uh, I was talking to I think it was Ben Stewart, and he told me that he's doing some research, disturbing stuff uh, that you know. Big tech companies, uh, Silicon Valley, these guys are kind of experimenting with psychedelics to uh, integrate with the metaverse experience to where they'll have like a cocktail of psychedelics that they'll give a person a patch or whatever and they'll plug into the metaverse and it'll be so blissful and wonderful and such a real experience that you'll never ever want to leave and you know we all know this is a desired goal this is where we're being pushed is to this more transhuman technological age where they just kind of want to seemingly merge us with machines stick us in the metaverse and keep us there and probably just use us for batteries but what do you think about that aspect of our future from a, an ontological and deontological perspective, uh, even philosophical in this regard, I think even metaphysical rather, I think we have to also clearly define a distinction between transhumanism and posthumanism. There's a difference between trying to, you know, it just enhance the shell and trying to completely replace the shell. Um, I think there's a big difference in that regard. I think that what we're seeing with respects to, uh, you know, merging psychedelics with all of this, I, I'll be honest, I... Um, it's not necessarily so much I fear what I don't understand, although I may, to play devil's advocate against myself, that may be the case. I'm not particularly a fan of the mixtures of that. I And the reason I say that is because I think that there needs to be a more of an organic pursuit of that inner knowledge, that inner sovereignty of oneself that does not uh, require the... Um, the the sort of nuts and bolts, mechanical, technical type mechanisms to come in. Now, it's, it's one... Th I'll, I'll lay it to you like this. If they really wanted to help, they would have put the cure for cancer out a long time ago. 
and and then and then they would have and then they would have still tr you know you know tried to persuade the masses to get into the nano stuff and implantables but they haven't come out with that and i i know many might say well dave you're talking as if they certainly have it well again Mr. Don Phillips, video testimony, amongst others, have said too, we've had it since the 80s. Handheld devices that could treat, scan, cure. So, and even, again, the fact that they don't even bring it out and charge, you know, stupid amounts for it. The fact that they'd rather let us slowly die from it, from cancer. You know what I mean? Than actually even charge, say, half a mil for a little vial of something. At least if you were to charge half a mil for something, you know that it's there. You know what I mean? But point is, is that I don't, um, I don't mean to be a martyr to die on this metaphorical hill, but if, if they're coming out with the implantables and saying it's for the betterment of yourself without, you know, having a discussion about anything prior, I don't, I, personally, I'm not particularly, uh, I, I don't trust in myself. Yeah. Now, earlier we were talking about the, the cyclical nature of of our reality here and the possibilities of a future cataclysm. Um, how do you feel about where we're at now, where we could be headed as far as our, our cycle of our, our, our existence here? Um, and do you think that if indeed we are headed towards a cataclysmic time, that this is like, uh, you know, we have troughs and valleys in our existence that maybe we are headed towards the lowest point and then after we're going to reach a pinnacle or maybe we're on our way to, to that pinnacle right now. But I know that we are in the precipice of a change. We're heading into Age of Aquarius, which is supposed to be a new age of enlightenment. And I, I believe that there are factions that are trying to counter that enlightenment that's occurring right, right now. Uh, yep. But what do you think? You, are you hopeful about the future? Uh, well, when you say future with respects to um, short term, I, I mean, as they say, it uh, always long gets term, worse. As long as our lifetime. Yeah, I, I have. I And again, this may be a little too glass half full for some, but I have uh, substantial hope over the next coming two to three decades that there's going to be a, a substantial shift in the, the evolution of our societal progress and the way in which we interact with um, non-humans, which I humbly... Uh, believe we've already been doing it's just been you know hidden from us but yes i i think short term it's going to get real bad but long term i think there will be i think right although nothing is set in stone i think there is a genuine effort by a handful of different elements globally to ensure uh, human and non-human to ensure that um, also in the physical and not in this physical material realm to ensure that there there's at least some semblance of um of, I guess you could say, hope and positivity and benevolence for those that are willing to look for it. Not necessarily handing it out to everybody. Um, sort of like, you know, you can bring the horse to, to water, you can't make oh. it drink, and if you, if you put a gun to its head, what's the point? Yeah, you know, man. so... I think you're spot on. That's a, that's a great way to end the show today. I had a blast, man. This was fantastic. We're definitely going to have to do this sometime again in the future for sure. Uh, before for sure, you head man. Out, yeah, man. Before you head out, let the audience know where they can find uh, Generation Z podcasts, uh, websites, social media, all that good stuff. Sure, uh, patreon.com slash generation Z. We have a few different tiers there, you know, $4, $8, $12 tiers uh, pertaining to the different, you know, levels of access and content. But I can even say very confidently that even the, you know, the $4 tier, even in in end in of itself, uh, you'll there's more than enough content in a multitude of different areas, whether it's uh, physics, mathematics, philosophy, esotericism, um, 
occultism. We try and cover the whole astro theology, cosmology. We we have many different series um, trying to cater to every different metaphorical slice of that pie as possible. Uh, as well, a Generation Z Z E D podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course YouTube. Uh, you probably have to type it in on YouTube because I. I'm pretty sure I'm shadow banned on there, but um, as well as at podcast Z on Twitter and generation Z podcast, no space, no capitals on Instagram. Fantastic, man. I love it. Like I said, we will definitely have to do this again in the near future. Thank you so much, man. Truly. I appreciate it. And thank you so very much for having me on. It was an absolute blast and an honor. Yes, sir. It was. All right. Till next time, everyone have an excellent evening. We'll be talking again tomorrow. We'll see you then.